Hello, extended family, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the newly rebranded Family That Games Together podcast, starring the D&D Grandma. We are so excited to begin this new chapter in our journey through tabletop gaming as a family, and even more excited that you have come along for the ride and decided to listen to our silly little game. For those of you listening for the very first time, just a quick rundown of who we are and what we do. We are the family that games together. That is the name of our brand, and the podcast that you are currently listening to is called Starring the D&D Grandma. We decided to do a rebrand and launch with a whole new episode one because we reached sort of this cool synergy in our old campaign where all the storylines kind of got tied up at once and we all thought it was a good time to just sort of create a natural breaking point and create a new beginning for new listeners who decided they wanted to listen to us for the first time and they don't have to go back and listen to 48 episodes of Backlog. For those of you that want to, by all means, go for it. And for those of you who've been listening to us, welcome back. We're so happy to have you. And these are the same characters in White in the city of Whitebridge. Uh, continuing on their journeys and whatever may lie ahead for them uh, in the road before them. For those of you who've never tuned in before, we are a weekly Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition actual play podcast. We release new episodes every Sunday morning, and you can find us on all your favorite podcatchers. We are on uh, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Podbean, Tune in radio, uh, basically anywhere you can get podcasts. We are a family that plays together. My name is Vince. I am the GM of the group, and the group is made up of my wife, Victoria, my sister, Denise, her husband, Anthony, my wife's sister, Laura, my sister from another Mr. Kristen, and the D&D grandma herself, mine and Denise's mother. And as we progress down our journey together, you will get to know the players as well as the characters. We truly hope you have as much fun listening as we do playing. So sit back and enjoy the story. to the new story arc of what is now being called Starring the D&D Grandma, brought to you by the family that games together. Thank you for joining us on the beginning of this new journey. For continuing listeners, welcome back. For new listeners, welcome. Uh, We're going to go once around the table and just sort of introduce ourselves to any of the new people out there listening. I am Vince. I am the GM for this ragtag bunch of miscreants. To my left, we have my big sis. Hello. My name is Denise. My character's name is Sashim Thunderfoot. I'm a half-elf fighter, Eldritch Knight. Eldritch Knight, yeah. Um, Level 8, and the fun stuff I have is a great sword and a halberd, ring of necrotic resistance, and a very badass attitude. A very badass attitude. Don't forget your Ifrini splint armor. Yes, on my split arm. That's why yes. you're resistant to fire. Oh, and a periap uh, of wound closure. That's really important. Yep. Okay. Next to her is her hubby bubby. Anthony Mendez. I play the character Tor Grigas. I'm a barbarian, Tordom warrior, Goliath, 8th level. My fun things are great axe. I have a Darwin thrower. 
like Thor, and I also have some boots of speed. Boots of speed, as if he needed more speed. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save you for the end. At the end of the table over there is uh, my, my honey bunny. Um, hi, I am Victoria. I play Ember. I am a level 8 Phoenix Sorcerer, so I love fire. I am an Asmar. I say that I am albino, so I'm solid white. <laughs> I have a wand of fireball, so I don't actually have the spell. I just cast that out of my wand all the time. Other than that, I like to surprise my team with releasing my wings, and I also mouth off to my husband, DM. So. Quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Quite a bit. <laughs> Directly across from her, we have her, her sister. Hi, uh, my name is Laura. I play Umbra, codenamed Black Heron. I am a level 5 mastermind rogue and a level 3 battle master fighter. Uh, my special uh, magic items are a cloak of elven kind, giving me advantage on my stealth checks. I also have a plus one katana, and I have a luckstone. Awesome. And next to her, to my right, my sister from another mister. Hi, I'm Kristen. I play Lady Sariel Tremaine. Um, she is an eighth level bard, College of Lore. She is pretty gorge, and she has oh Eyes of Charming and Legend Keeper, which is her bard-attuned rapier. And at the end of the table, next to my honey bunny, we have the grandma herself, my my mother. Hi, my name is Nulara Fasim, and I play a cleric, life domain, and my background is acolyte. I'm a human variant on level eight. Oh, oh wait, did I say I was a halfling? I forgot that I part. don't remember. Well, yeah, halfling, every, human. Yeah, every, human, yeah, everyone every else. Uh, <laughs> and magic items, you've got the holy symbol of Ravenkind. Yes, I do. And I, and I have feel there's something else. Yes, I do have something. I think everyone has at least two magic items. All I said was the Wand of Fireball, but I have other stuff. I have Ravenkind, I have the Broom of Flying. The Broom of Flying! Oh. And I have also an Arrow Catching Shield. The Arrow Catching Shield. Enjoy the 18, game. 20, no. Yes, yeah. and uh, okay, and we're going to kick things off. I'm not going to summarize what happened last because this is supposed to be a, a breaking point for us. So we're going to pick up right off. Everyone gave me your three-year summaries, what your characters have been up to in the last three years. And we're going to get right into things. We are in Whitebridge, in the realm of Balkania. It has been three years since the heroes of Whitebridge parted ways. It is early morning, Ember. Yes? As you approach the western wall of the city, returning home from your diplomatic mission, you immediately notice as you approach the scars of battle. The wall has been fully repaired, but you can see streaks of mortar and stone that don't... Well, I just want to say, I, I feel like I've put a lot of effort into this, so I, I'm feeling very proud, even though there are scars, I'm feeling very proud to see the wall. Okay. Okay. And you can see, like, there's mortar, streaks of mortar and stone that don't match the color of the wall perfectly, where it's been repaired, even though the wall is back to being fully functional. Marks where the boulders and the cannonballs struck the wall have now been repaired over, and you get this sort of feeling of pride as uh, you enter the gates with your entourage following you. Several of the guards recognize you, and they are thrilled to death to see you. Do I recognize any of them? Yeah, you recognize a few of them. There's a couple of young ones that are new recruits, but there's a couple of the older ones you're like, oh, hey, 
it's you. Good to see you. <laughs> you guy. No. My character have a bad memory, as if I have a bad memory. <laughs> you see the lower city that you remember from when you left, but with a lot of newer construction. Buildings that were destroyed during the battle have been rebuilt bigger and better than ever before. Again, proud. As you make your way into the newly renovated and repainted White Bridge, you find it to be whiter and brighter than when you left. It has been built over. It is really nice. And as you make your way across, as you begin to step onto the White Bridge, making your way through the lower city, we switch over to Umbra who is making her way through the gates of the upper city, on the opposite side. Being Umbra, your gaze immediately goes up to the archers on the wall, some of which wave to you as you re-enter the gates, and same thing, you're like, oh, hey, it's you, hi. (laughs) Some of them are new, some you don't quite recognize. You do see a young male hobgoblin in the, the armor of the city guard, appears to be very young, just old enough for soldier status, and you see a longbow and arrows on his back. You're figuring that's probably the son of the Hobgoblin refugee family that had come to the city. The one where the father unfortunately fell in the great battle. Not a whole lot has changed in the upper city, save for as you pass through the commercial district, you notice several locations, whereas Tremaine Textiles only had one facility, you're seeing multiples as you're walking through the, the streets, and you're just like, <sighs> rolling your eyes. Oh, as you all say, bright and pink. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's okay. You, you also LLC. notice one particularly large new building, the Fezim Medical Center, okay. with the symbol of Eldath on the front door. And you remember that new Lara's last name was Fezim. Ember. Crossing the White Bridge, you see the hustle and bustle of nobility getting ready for a big event. And you remember the correspondence that called you back to White Bridge. You see, I'm not surprised to see the entire city is in a flurry because of this. <laughs> you see Lord Shedrick Pittman making his way out of the mayor's house. He's in a very fine suit and he's sort of brushing it down and fixing his beard. Who is this? Shedrick Pittman. Oh. And he's... And he's doesn't seem to notice you as he comes out of the mayor's house, turns right, and heads into the upper city. And you get to the, about the center of the White Bridge with Stephen and the rest of your entourage in tow. Yes. And you see the little huts for the servant's village are gone now. And the large grassy area at the very end where Tor used to do his workouts is now a large living facility. You see children playing in front of it. Some you recognize, although several years older than when you originally left. And there's your old cottage. And who's that coming out of it? You see a human female in the robes of Eldath. Very fine robes, but you don't recognize her until she looks up and a familiar smile comes across her face. Nulara, why wouldn't she have recognized you? I have changed for the last three years. I have let my hair grow. And it's two inches of curls. I have changed my wardrobe from drab and dark to lovely colors like mauve and peach and white sashes. And even my face portrays how happy I am. 
I, I immediately run up to you and and I, I, I gingerly run up and I give you like a are we embraced? Can we can we hug? Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I love your hair. I love to see you so happy. And I have to say, I apologize for my dogs because I have three big, huge dogs right now that are kind of jumping on you right oh, now. Oh yes, part of her entourage. Are th- she has three masks. I love every minute of three it with her. <laughs> and you also notice they're coming to the wedding. I just have to say, Nulara. You recognize nice. Stephen. Her husband Stephen is with her. Okay. He greets you warmly. Three mastiffs, and there are five figures following behind her. All of you are on horseback, I'm assuming, as you rode through the city gates. You notice with her two elven women, both with a very nice leather armor. One longbow, one has a short bow. You notice a copper dragonborn, also female. She has a little, like bongo drum on the side of her horse and she has a little rapier sheathed next to her. There is a half-orc female. Armor not quite as nice as yours, but nice. Thick plate armor, shield, big uh, war pick on the uh, clip to her side. And finally an older female furbolg. About seven feet tall, bovine features Ears that don't quite flop completely out. They're, they're, they're shorter for a furball. And she has lots of different fabrics and sewing equipment around her. Um, this is what flanks Ember as she rides across the bridge. And I say, essentially, I, I, I introduce all of them. Um, this is the adventuring team that I've been working with for the past two and a half years or so. And... Um, I wanted them to explore over here and come and visit the city and, you know, get to experience this side of the world a little bit. They introduce okay. themselves in order. The, ha- the elven women, they introduce themselves as Ren and Venli. You don't have to remember all this. The copper dragonborn woman introduces herself as Kala. The half-orc woman is Rhea. And the furbolg is So. Welcome. And the copper dragonborn does most of the talking for them. We're quite quite delighted by the size of your city. We've never seen any city this big. We're desert folk, you know. So they've all come to join us and in our celebration, and I'm going to be spending some time in the city, and they've come to visit. And, uh, Sariel, as a footnote, you were a little, what the hell, when Ember... (laughs) When Ember, rep- when you sent Ember a plus one invitation, and she replied with plus six, so. <laughs> oh, that's that would be fun in that household. She opened up that I'm, RSVP. Ariel is none to please. I'm bringing all of my children, especially when she keeps nights. whining to me about the plus six. <laughs> and we will get there. Everyone, just bear with me. Yep, Everyone's yep. gonna have to have a turn Don't here. Don't you worry. We're um, here. <laughs> And reunions are had, and I'm going to assume that you all head to uh, Tremaine Estate or Crow Estate? Uh, ceremony or reception? Ceremony. Crow. Okay. And you're all going to make you your... Did you not look at the itinerary? It's for... right here. It's yeah. right in the notebook. I forgot. Okay, yeah. I have a lot to keep track of here, people. We, we are a here. A lot. That's where we're going. Between the six of you, I had 30 pages of summaries to read. Wow, that's 23 of them were mine. 24, actually. 24 of them were mine. 24 were yours, honey. 
I just talked at him for about an Impressive. hour, and then I was like, what do you think? And he's like, yeah, okay, fine. And you make your way together into the upper city toward uh, Crow Estate. And you see the nobility... As we're walking, we're just chit-chatting about what's going yeah, on. And of course. What have I missed? And as you're walking, you see a lot of the nobility are sort of following the procession, and everyone's making their way over to the estate. Umbra, as you arrive at the Crow Estate, you recognize Ember right away. I mean, that albino sticks out like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. But again, you're like, who's that next to her? Is that Nulara? With hair? And the two of you look across, and you see a familiar halfling, but also a little bit different. How is she different, Umbra? Umbra has uh, matured and grown up a little bit. She was a teenager when you last saw her. Now she's, you know, early 20s. She's um, grown her hair out, and it's in braids up in a bun. She has a long silk dress on with this, she's in all black, a long black silk dress with um, a feather collar that kind of goes up high on her neck and fares out. And, um, yeah, she, you know, she still has, she's still armed, even though it's a wedding. She goes nowhere without her katana strapped to her hip. I'd expect nothing less and, of them. Um, and, um, but you see her, you know, she, her walk um, is a little different. She's been um, part of a civil war for the last three years, and so she took a little damage to one of her legs. So as she's going to slowly walk over to you, you're going to see she has not a limp necessarily, but she's favoring, you know, one of her legs. Okay, first off, I had no idea she was a teenager last time. I knew that she was, like, rough and gruff, but I didn't know she was legitimate. Oh, I like, 16. I didn't know that. Yeah. I guess I know. Yeah, no, like 17 today, so I'm like, now she's in 20. That is so cool! It is. It yes. is. The dress blew me away. Yes. Yeah, she's in the like dress? an all black silk dress. Oh, boy. But she still has her Elvin Klein cloak on <laughs> over it. Oh, of course she oh, would! Like, that's her. That is so cool! It's a very cool collar. Nice. I expect that's nice. I expect (laughs) nothing less of Umbra. When are you going to put that on? That's hers. That's hers. And (laughs) the reunion happens as Nulara, Ember, and now Umbra have been reunited. Mm -hmm. I'm in a very dark, not like bright red, like ruby red, but like a dark, like muted red dress. Because I know I didn't want to wear white. <laughs> God forbid you're white. Um, I just want to approach um, Nulara and just say, I, are, are you a doctor now? And you ask why? Well, I saw, I don't know, a medical facility as I, as I walked here. I help there, but I'm not a doctor. Nulara, you would doctor? know that Tor actually oversaw the construction of that building, and he wanted to build it in honor of the group's healer. While you get, while you are very much involved with what goes right. on in that hospital, you right. didn't build it, Tor built it. I am involved, but yeah. I'm not a doctor. I am involved. I do help a lot, and okay. I don't know if you're aware. Yeah. Tor built that hospital. I didn't know. Did not know that? Built it. Wow. So you've Absolutely. just been part of this new reconstruction. I have, I have, wow. and I've loved every minute of it. I can't believe how different the city is the last time I was here. But very, I left right after different. the battles. I think being so close to that wood changed a lot of people's thinking, and they appreciate what they have more now. 
so it helped everybody's after, attitude, I think. After the gala, you guys know I left to go to the other kingdom to raise money to heal the walls and to, to, to send the stone and to hire the builders. And that's where I've been for a while. Which was very needed. I love coming back and seeing what the money that we raised actually did do. And our alignment with the other kingdoms has created. All right. And you all begin to realize, all right, maybe it's, it's time we get the show on the road. And you make your way into the Crow Estate. And you see the familiar topiary where you all, because you all have been there before. And um, the bird topiaries have all been adorned with white roses and various intricate patterns. You walk underneath various arches of purple and white wisteria. And there's hustle and bustle of different nobles walking up this path with you. As you remember, it is a long path to get to the doctor's front door. He is nothing if not ostentatious. And then some. And as you approach the front door, you begin to see there are some... There's, a, there's guards set up because it's an event and there's nobility involved, so there will be guards. And the one guard standing in front of the main door is very familiar to the three of you as you walk up and see the familiar ashen gray skin and long red hair of your Goliath friend, monitoring guests as they enter, wearing his cleanest loincloth, <laughs> shirtless, but with a bow tie. <laughs> Question. Does Perfect. he have his, Perfect, Tor. Does Perfect. he have his necklace on? Tor, are you wearing the, the skin necklace? It's underneath my clothes. Okay. It is underneath the loincloth, and I think that's what? all you need to know about. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's part of him. Skin oh to skin. It's important. And Tor, you're used to the hair growing in because you stayed in the city, so you, you were with Nulara as the hair grew in, so it's not a shock to you. But here's your sorcerer friend, and here's your bit more mature and a bit more gruff halfling buddy walking up with Nulara to attend. I was going to say my dogs see him and start, like, cowering in front of me and stupid <laughs> and start growling. Good to see the crew. And you both all you both walk up. And Nulara, you've been in the city, so you're like, hey, Tor, what up? But the two of you, first time in three years, you now see your Goliath friend. Um, Long time. My dogs are growling at you because they're like frightened because you're enormous. <laughs> and I, I tell all my dogs, calm down, calm down, and then I'll go and I'll give you a smell. I give a, <laughs> I'll give you a hug right at the at the belly button. <laughs> I want, I, 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 I don't, I want to walk up and like hold my hands up like a three year old, like pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Tor enfolds you and holds you to his <laughs> And then you start holding on to my <laughs> And not much has changed. Tor is still the jacked beast that you remember. You make your way through the front door. Tor has to stay on guard duty, so you make your way past him through the front door. And it's a veritable who's who of nobility in the, uh, in the known realm. You can see that it's not just the nobility of Whitebridge. There's nobility from all the realms around, like all the different cities, all the known areas. Nobility has flocked here. So it is a who's who in the land of Balkania, not just Whitebridge. 
heads of almost all the noble houses from every major cities are here. From Runetree, from Dulamar, from Garibay, all the no heads of all the noble houses are here. So it is quite the event. You follow the small crowd out to the grounds behind the mansion where you see a long aisle in between two groups of seats. The aisle is decorated with purple and white flower petals, mimicking the designs you saw on the topiary as you walked in. On the seats closest to the aisles, there is a white sheer fabric draped from end seat to end seat with various wisps of purple satin ribbons uh, draping alongside the white fabric. On the corner of every other seat, there is an arrangement of purple roses with many shades of purple, uh, satin ribbons cascading down from the arrangement. And at the end of the aisle, there is a very large circular gazebo, the top of which is covered with a spray of greenery and purple flowers. Flowing she outdid herself. As I walk in, I look at Stephen and I roll my eyes. She outdid herself. Yes, dear. <laughs> Wasn't expecting this much. Flowing down she from... overdid herself. <laughs> Flowing down from there are varying lengths of wisteria vines, long, sheer... Light purple curtains cascade from the top of the gazebo and pool at the bottom, adorned in the center with a spray of flowers and greenery. Oh, we're in the gazebo, that's right. So hanging from white cords are three sparkling chandeliers of various shapes, sizes, and heights. Uh, they are hanging and currently lit, so it is very well lit inside this tent. At the end of the aisle, are flanked by two smaller but very intricate topiary figures. A peacock on the left, done completely in white flowers and greenery, and a crow on the right side, wings outstretched, done in white greenery to match the peacock. The tail on the peacock is so long, it partly goes down the aisle. Doctor servants are there, ushering everyone to their seats. Umbra, you recognize a few aviary members, mm -hmm. that they're silent. Mm. Silent nods between the, between you, as you all still have covers to keep. Yeah. At this point, Nulara breaks from the two of you and makes her way down the aisle to the center and stands in between the two topiary figures at the end of the aisle. Uh, Holy Book of Eldath in hand as the band begins to play. Your mom gets a phone call and I spill my dice. That's mom. Jesus Christ. As the band begins to play. So you see, enter stage uh, right, the doctor, uh, flanked by Wendell. <laughs> and Wendell looks over. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he gives you a little wave. He's... Wendell still has a crush on you. And you can see Wendell cleans up well. He's in a very nice suit, he's got his hair done. He cleans up well. Coming down the aisle, you notice your Goliath friend, shirtless loincloth and bow tie, escorting uh, Rowena from the dragon's armaments. Am I confused by why Rowena? You would not. You would have no idea why Rowena's there. Yeah, I'm, I'm confused. I'm gonna be awkwardly whispering over to. I guess Umbra, you're the only one sitting next to me, right? I, I sat with my aviary buddies on the doctor's side. Oh. Right. Yes, yeah, she would have sat on the doctor's side. Yeah. Even though you met her first, she would have known the doctor before any of you. Rowena would then be seated in the front row mm -hmm. on the left side, and Tor would take uh, a seat again on the right on the left side as well. Yes. Yes. 
Next down the aisle would be... Sashim. Oh, God. You see who you haven't noticed yet, your old half-elf warrior buddy coming down the aisle. And Sashim, would you like to describe what they see? Well, Sashim's not very happy. She spent the last three years in officer training school, now a captain. And Sariel asked her to be maid of honor, and I couldn't wear my military uniform. I could wear it for the reception, but I'm wearing this sleeveless, semi-sweetheart neckline, dark purple gown with flowers and peacock feathers on the waistband. However, in my back, I have my halberd and my great sword. So it's kind of like blocking the, ve- the, the belt, but I insisted on wearing it. Not too happy, but I'm trying to ball go- gown on and your sword. Yeah, that, that was new. God. And you also have Legend Keeper. And I'm holding Legend Keeper for the bride. I am not too happy, but I'm trying to have a little grin on my face walking down the aisle because Sariel kept yelling at me. And I was going to cut off her hands, but I decided, all right, I'll do it. Umbra so- is laughing at her. <laughs> she is literally like. <laughs> like just trying to hold it back, but as she passed her, Umbra's just gonna be like, <laughs> and I give you and just, just, point at you, like, just give you a look, like stop it <laughs> right I'm now. Sitting there, like staring at them, going, "What do they expect a war to like break out any minute? Like, what are they doing? Why are you carrying a sword to a wedding? Multiple swords, actually. Do you see who you're dealing with? Yeah." You're lucky I got her in a dress. Yeah. <laughs> we had to make compromises yeah. in this yeah. bridal party. <laughs> and Sashim takes her position stage left as the band quickly switches keys. And you see at the end of the aisle appearing Lord Fergus Tremaine escorting Lady Sariel. Oh. oh my god, that's a fancy dress. Wow. We will tweet photos of all of these so everyone can <laughs> follow along. Follow along at home. I could camp underneath that dress. <laughs> that is. Let me it. Yes, please describe what you're in. Okay, so Sariel's dress, or Sariel's whole outfit, in no less grandeur than the whole place itself. Um, she has a really long kind of mermaid style gown that trumpets out at the very bottom and you see this very intricate beating of a peacock on the dress and its tail is where the trumpet comes from the bottom um the dress and the veil the veil has peacock feathers embroidered on it and it is all very cathedral like very long very grand of course um her bouquet is an assortment of purple cal- purple and white calla lilies that have black flowers stuck in them mm. you notice that she has these gorgeous amethyst earrings that you would notice and you uh you ember would notice and you sashim would notice as well as purple shoes with peacock feathers on them oh my god is your dress completely white, or does it have colors in it? No. Um, well, it does have an enchantment on it that does make it glitter. Oh! So it glitters and sparkles, but it is white. Of course. It looks like a dancing disco ball. <laughs> and if you were close enough and noticed that it was an enchantment, Rowena would turn to you. That would be my handiwork. 
If Rowena is within earshot of me or within reach of me, if she's sitting in front of me, I'm going to reach over and be like, I've missed you. <laughs> Good to see you too, love. All Sashim wants to do is like itch. Oh, Sashim looks like, like she'd rather be anywhere yeah, else right now. In their dress. Like, I, I, I know how to kill ogres. I don't know how to wear <laughs> Exactly. <a dress. laughs> uh, now I have begun giggling. Now Ember <laughs> um, and Steven have their heads together going. I'm just like, <laughs> I wave across the aisle to Ember uh, and I'm like, do you see this? <laughs> uh, for the purposes of, we're not going to do the entire wedding ceremony as those take a half hour. Uh, we're just going to do the little bit that you sent me. Okay. okay. So at this point, New Lara would take over with. Please be seated. Everyone takes their seats, <coughs> and then there's the quick hush that falls. We are gathered here today to unite in holy matrimony, Lady Sorel, Sariel, Tremaine, and Lord Samuel Crow. Who has the honor of presenting this bride today? With that, Lord Tremaine steps up, and there's a a bit of a prideful smile comes across his face and he's, I do. And he gives uh, Sariel a kiss and discreetly puts her hand into Lord Crow's hand and for a quick second he flashes up. Of course. All Samuel. those in attendance today will bear witness to their lasting love and devotion. Here I actually wrote in my notes, ditto, ditto, etc, etc. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. So we're going to a wedding happens. Do you, do you, do you? Um, He's better! So, you ask the question of Lady Sariel Tremaine, Nulara. Do you, Lady Sariel Tremaine, take this man, Lord Samuel Crow, to be your lawfully wedded husband for rich or poor, in sickness or in health, till death do you part? I don't think it's I do. I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no you, kidding. Lord Samuel Crow, take this woman, Lady Sariel Tremaine, to be your lawfully wedded wife for Richard O'Bora in sickness and in health, till death do you part. Well, I don't have much of a choice now, do I? No, you don't. <laughs> now for the exchange of rings. Repeat after me, Sariel. I uh, give you this ring. I give you this ring. As a symbol of my vow. As a symbol of my vow. To love, honor, and cherish you. To love, honor, and cherish you. Now it's your turn, Samwa. I give you this oh ring. <laughs> Marry me first. <laughs> Samwa. Mm. It's your turn. Oh, I'm sorry. I went away there for a moment. <laughs> you know how it is. Oh, yes. I give you this ring as a symbol of my vow to love, honor, and cherish you. I have a very good memory. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> you may kiss the bride. He actually would put the ring on his pinky. <laughs> 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 they kiss his husband and wife for the first time. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for the first time as husband and wife, Lady Sariel and Lord Samuel Crow. And I can get that? out of this dress! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and she just storms out. <laughs> no, no. And for all of the decorations and adornments, it was actually a fairly simple ceremony. 
the procession makes their way back up the aisle. And as they get to the very end, the doctor turns around. Now, let's party! <laughs> That's what everybody's wait, waiting wait, there's, for. There's a question. Uh, there's no photography, but are you doing any portraits or anything like that? I just want to know if, like, you, Sashimi wants to get out of that dress as soon as possible and change into her military, her would, dress uniform. One question. Would you have wanted posed artwork, or would you have... Probably not posed. Okay. I have then, a feeling she already has a topiary in mind, and they're growing it in the back right now. Then you notice Umbra, very familiar to you, because I think you were the only one that actually interacted with him. The human man with the well-trimmed goatee, who was the refugee that did the charcoal drawing of all of you. You notice him, uh, his name was DeMarco. And you notice him at the ceremony, just kind of sitting in a corner, doing sketches as people are coming down the aisle and... You notice he's gotten better, and he's gotten faster. Like, he's getting everyone pretty quick. Okay. And you can tell he's probably going to go back over it and color things in later on, but... So, so the, no, you don't have to stay in it for much longer. Okay. But I want to give you back... Legend no, you're Ke- holding on Legend Keeper. Still keeping... All right. I'm not wearing Legend Keeper with this dress. Okay. <laughs> Where's my uniform? And I... Off I go You've to change. You've the dress to sparkle, but you haven't installed a secret compartment for no. it. No. No. And with that, the doctor goes, let's party, turns around. Umbra, you hear in your head, which is, you know that this is the the cantrip message being casted. You've been around Ember long enough. You hear, welcome back to Whitebridge, Black Heron. Oh. Well, congratulations, sir. It's happy happy to be here. And the doctor turns to you, Sariel, and says, I think we've waited long enough. We have. Let's go. We can make our guests wait a little bit longer. They're going to be entertained. Let's go. Now. And as you make your way out of the room. the boots? The doctor and Sariel are nowhere to be found. Oh my god. With that, I think we'll take a break. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Starring the D&D Grandma, brought to you by the family that games together. If you liked what you heard, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dndgrandma. Thank you, and keep on rolling.